Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This episode of Wrestling with Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits. And especially in the day of COVID, you don't have to be around people. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct. And the cheaper option, trust me, go to BlueChew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit AccessTV.com for more information. You can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. Individuals, which is uh, I'm sure I'll fit right in, man. This is super cool. Very cool. Okay, so hey, I want to call you Jeremy. I don't know what you go by because I I'll dip into the. Do you care if I call you Jeremy or Eric? No, I mean Jeremy's my real name. No one will know who you're talking about if you say Jeremy. They'll be like wondering who this person is. Uh, Like you know, 50 or 60 people know who Jeremy is. Over two million know who Eric Young is. So it's. It's hey, easier to call wait, me Eric, say, say, I, I hey, Jason, Jason there, needs there to hear that. Other, say that again. Oh, yeah, there are two other Eric Young, the um, black baseball players. Yeah. And so when we brought that up, he was like, you getting EY on the show? And and I was like, no, no, not that one. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting Eric Young, the Canadian badass. 
So yeah, hey, ju- junior and senior, right? Yeah, they both. I think they both played in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. All right. So where did Aaron- I am going to shut up after I had to? I have to get this off my chest and listen. Um, I wasn't that big of a fan of Impact until obviously I met Dimitri and um, uh, Dennis, and uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Have been. No, I knew who you were and this and that and all that stuff. But dude, I'm going to tell you what. Anybody that can take the trident of Neptune and jab a flying fish. I don't know if it was a try. I don't know what it was. Is yeah. the baddest dude in the world. And I don't. Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay. Oh my no, god. You, you do See, this, okay, this is where I'm going to shut up after the show. So maybe do your homework a little bit and check out his uh, uh, Animal Planet show. This dude is nuts. Talking about he's catching alligators with a hook. This is why I, the reason I said I was going to shut up is because Dimitri is a wow. huge fisherman. Huge yeah. fisherman. This guy's going out in extreme fishing. It's, it's unbelievable catching lemon sharks on a paddleboard, standing up. I'm not lying. And the best part, exactly. See, Eric, uh, Jeremy, I'm the one who does the homework. I might talk a lot, but I'm the one who, because I'm going to tell you what, dude, your show is awesome. I, I know it's, I don't yeah. know when the last time it was, but dude, you're crazy and I love it. I mean, trying to pull up a carp that weighs about 800 pounds by rope into a boat, bloody all over his hands. Dude, Dimitri, it is so up your alley. It's unbelievable. He is nuts. I love it. I'm going to try to shut up for the rest of the show, but just remember that, Eric, that I'm the one who actually did the homework, and I'll be honest with you. I've actually seen the show before. I uh, even I Googled you today, and I obviously know who you are. Podcast. Wrestling, I'm going to tell yeah. you what, dude. You're, you're a tough son of a bitch. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it was a fun show. I think what it does, one of the questions, Eric, obviously, is I'm just shaking my head here, and Jason doesn't realize, but you're Canadian, and and that's what us Canadians do. I mean, it's just sort of another challenge. My question to you is, how did you develop, and I agree with Dennis, the Eric Young that we are seeing now, and and I guess the question is to you, do you feel that this is the best version of yourself that you're putting on display right now, as far as you know, the wrestling creativity where you're at in your life? Because you've been around a lot. You know, you're a veteran. You're, you're an OG, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can say that, like, uh, I mean, as you guys know, in, in anything, in all walks of life, like, you, nothing can replace experience, you know? And for me, I think one of my biggest accomplishments in wrestling is I've seen the show, I've seen the card, I've seen, you know, television wrestling-wise from all aspects. Like, I've been the opening match, I've been the main event. I've made people laugh. I've made them cry. I've made them hate me. I've made them afraid of me. Uh, you know, I, I've done, I've wrestled women. Uh, you know, like I, I jumped out of a tree on Scott Bayo. I beat the crap out of Danny Bonaducci when he was 65. Like I've done all this stuff. And I feel like I've always kind of done it believably. And I think like the versatility, I may not be the best technician or the best high flyer or the best tag guy or the best world champion or any of that. But I feel like I might be the most versatile wrestling in the history of the business. And I, I've literally done it all. And like he was talking about my fishing show for me, I'm an experiential person. I want to experience everything good, bad, and indifferent. And in wrestling, I, I, I've done that. Um, I'm very comfortable in my skin, especially in front of the camera, like during wrestling. And right now, I mean, honestly, because of the way things went going back home, the pandemic, all this stuff happening, like 
I got a chip on my shoulder, man. Like I'm 40, but I got a ton of gas left in the tank and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll for sure. And it, it feels good, man. Impact is growing like crazy. And what other wrestling company can say that right now during a global pandemic? Now, Dimitri, what do hey, you uh, Oh, man, I just wanted to compliment all the Eric Young throughout the years, you know, with Team Canada, Super Egg, when you was the uh, TNA heavyweight champion. Even when you went over to W, I loved you when you was with Sanity up until the main roster call because yep. you was very much underutilized. And how do you uh, – did you take acting school when you was growing up or anything? Because the characters that you get in, like you said, they're very believable. Even when you whipped up on Rich Swan's ass, man. God damn, why'd you do that to him? Like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, so like the thing I think what drew me to wrestling is it really is it's like this – perfect amalgamation of my two biggest loves in life and that sport and theater like i i did improv olympics i did community theater i i was in a musical not much of a singing voice anymore but uh yeah like i i, I love that aspect i was in the drama club uh you know i did all this stuff acting and and, and things of that nature as much as it was available to me in chatham ontario which is not a whole lot but i loved athletics too i I played rugby. I was offered a partial scholarship to play rugby for the University of Hamilton, and I turned it down because I wanted to go wrestling. So, like two weeks after high school, I was I was at a wrestling school, and Jason just does that. The rest is kind of history. Um, but yeah, it's pro wrestling to me is pro wrestling to me is the is the two loves of my life smashed into one thing. I get to do them both at the same time. That's awesome because we grew up in the same area. You're from, you know, right yeah. around Chatham, and I, I'm from Lee. So she, you're, uh, what is that, Keck County and I'm Essex County or whatever like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's you, right. And I think now I think they're 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 side by side because it's it's Chatham Kent is is one huge area. Like yeah. the the that county kind of all got swallowed up into one big one. But if you look, it, it, and that's the one thing. So so. Like you said all along, where you um, were a sports fan and rugby and you made that decision, how do you evolve? I always want to know, where do you get, like two million people know who Eric Young, the wrestlers, where does that name, how do you guys create create the name? Or where did you, Uh, like, because you have to live and die with, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's who you are, your brand. Yeah, in wrestling, so I started in 1997, which is a long time ago. And it's crazy to think, but like at that point, no one used their real name in wrestling. Like everyone used a completely made up name or part of their name. Michael, you know, Shawn Michaels is Michael Hickenbottom. Steve Austin is Steve Williams. Like no one used their real name. There's two reasons for that. It's one, you weren't supposed to be you. You were supposed to be another version of you or a larger than life character that you were playing the other reason was protection and this is before the internet like i get stuff sent to my house every week and i throw it in the garbage because i don't know who these people are sending me stuff baseball cards to sign and stuff like that i'll sign anything you want if you bring it to the show stop sending it to my house eric young does not live <laughs> but, no, and, uh, and, and you know what and that, that's, that's just for the state because you're you're absolutely right dimitri and i it. And I'm sure DMAC has the same problem. No, yep. you don't ever send anything that, that's sent to your house because all that is is probably the off, uh, the uh, autograph hounds that are there at you know three in the morning when you get to, to a different city, waiting outside the hotel, getting ready to sign everything. But bottom yep. line is, you're not Eric Young. You're 
freaking Aquaman, dude. You got the freaking <laughs> Trident of Neptune. Did you guys see what I so what yes, I was showing did. during the during I've, I've actually I've actually watched it before. He's Aquaman. So, I, mean, I didn't name? come upon Aquaman. it yesterday or today. You know, I've seen that like when it was played a couple of years ago. You know, that we're Canadian. Yeah. We also have like Les Stroud and all that uh, Survivor Man and all that shit. We watch. So I mean, yeah. that's that's a, is that your biggest? You said your biggest loves where you combine theater and sports um yeah. fishing is that one of your pa great pastimes or so it was def it was part of my life growing up it, it's a really funny story how it happened so i'll, I'll finish the story of eric young real quick it, i'll make it as fast as possible so if you guys can remember you're all old enough probably to remember columbia house oh yeah you get like still in debt for a penny or whatever so yeah me too still digging my way out of that investment yeah. so they uh <laughs> They had the selections of the month. I'm in, my, I'm in a van. I'm on my way to get my first pair of wrestling boots. And all, there's three or four other guys in the van. We're all, they're all going to just get plain black boots. I'm like, man, that's boring. I, I love Ric Flair. I want to get my initials on the side. But, I mean, first of all, I'm 18 years old, and I don't like my real name and because I'm a stupid kid. And the second reason is no one used the real names. You had a made-up persona. So I'm trying to think up names. We're throwing names around, and it happened to be a Columbia House ordering form in the van. It was classic rock selection that month, and there was an Eric Clapton and a Neil Young CD side wow. by side. And that's literally that's literally <laughs> how it happened. Eric Young is it's not a bad name. No, it's, just, it's not the most uh, showy name. I think part of it though, it lends it to the fact like Eric Young is generic enough where I can play all those different Absolutely. things, and it's believable. So. In the end, it, it all worked out. It's, uh, you know, it just kind of happened and it just kind of stuck. And I've, I've been Eric Young That's awesome. for uh, for a long time, man, like half of my life, which well, is pretty wild to say. But doesn't that tell That's you that how things happen for a reason? Yeah. You know they do, man. Yeah, like they it's do. Crazy. Now, I want to jump into your love of hockey because I'm a hockey nerd. I am one of the lucky yeah. guys because I'm sitting next to one of the greatest fighters in Detroit history. NHL history right here in my little bitty apartment doing a podcast with the guy you're a hockey fan what yeah. was your wheelhouse of fandom for you uh so I mean I grew up you know you know down the road from where Darren grew up like yeah. I mean it's hockey central I mean like you can't I mean it's almost your force to play like if you want to be social and have friends like you play so that was my life growing up. I played, uh, I didn't really play organized hockey because my parents didn't have a ton of money. Um, so I didn't play organized hockey until peewee. So my, you know, initiation into hockey, there was already contact. I never played before that. Um, and I, you know, I loved it. You know, I thought I was okay at it. And when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to play in the NHL. And I can remember I was probably, I don't know, maybe sixth or seventh grade. And I played against a guy that had just been drafted into the OHL in like a pickup game. And he was so much better than anybody. Like I couldn't take the puck from him. I couldn't knock him down. I couldn't. And right then and there, I said, well, I guess I'm not playing hockey anymore. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I sucked at hockey. Uh, I still play to this day. I play two or three times a week uh, in rec leagues around here. Um, I mean, I can get around and stuff and, you know, I'm in shape, you know, there's no doubt about that. That's cool. But I've loved it my whole life. Like, my whole life, heavily influenced by the Red Wings being greater. You know, Red Wings were closer to me than Maple Leafs were. But Absolutely. everyone in that area was like, you're a Maple Leafs fan or you're a Red Wings fan. And I ended up being a Maple Leafs fan, and I think I probably should have picked the other way. Well, you know, uh, you're still uh, waiting uh, to win Sword Alliance. 
I, I want to know, if, did you play any other sports besides hockey? I know, you know, baseball is a little bit up there. You know, you have Joey yeah. Votto and Justin Morneau, to name a couple of guys. Can you swing the bat? Yeah, I, so I, I baseball, like that was like what you did in the summer, right? So I played uh, baseball. There was hardball didn't exist, but um, fast pitch, windmill was very popular in that area. So I played windmill all the way up until high school. And then I stopped playing. Uh, playing that, I, I mean, I was, I'm not tall now, but I was very short, so I wasn't very fast, but quick and small areas. I played second base, third base mostly. Um, I was never a great baseball player, but I loved it. You know, it, that's what you did in the summer. But I played uh, soccer. I played on a, a triple play travel team. I was goalkeeper for a soccer team. But rugby was like, that was the one sport I was really, really good at. I started playing in high school. I was captain of my, my rugby team. I played eighth man which is basically like the running back of, of rugby uh, and just fell in love with the madness of rugby. But I mean, I, I loved it. I played, I played inside Eric. center, bro. So I, I love oh, awesome. yeah. Eric, yeah. and, and this is one of the things we try to do with a lot of the kids that listen, um, since we have 26 listeners now. Um, Congratulations. Just, just, oh, the, 28, 28 maybe now that I'm here. Yes. And, and, and it's Thank all, you. all of us, when what we say is like, you know, play all the sports you can, especially growing yeah. up. Growing up, uh, um, you know, now when you maybe you're in high school and you want to pick one, if that's what you want to do, then so be it. But you, all the kids out there, our parents out there listening, is definitely play as many sports as you can because it's it's whatever one you're going to pick at the end of the day. You're, uh, the other ones help your footwork out. They, they help everything about your eye-hand coordination, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I, I mean, and that's what I – but now you see how Dimitri just dropped Morneau and Votto – we got to give Russell Martin a little shout out too, because I mean, listen, I'm I'm behind the plate. See, he's a catcher. He just dropped first base where you played the most of your career. Exactly. So Russell Martin, boom. I'm learning catchers are like goalies, like they're 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 different. Like if they get treated that way. The so base I, I player. thought I was a I thought I was a uh, catcher, but I, no, I'm more of a, like I'm more of like a first baseman or something. No arm, good glove. <laughs> <laughs> so how did Eric, how did that, uh, how did the, um, fishing show and all that stuff come about? Because I, I yeah. know growing up in the area and stuff like that, we're sort of with, with the lakes around, but how does that come about to, cause, cause Jason's enamored with that. Yeah. It's uh so it's a, it's a fun, it's a really, really funny story. And it's, it's, uh, I'm a believer in fate, and, you know, and I, I try to treat everybody well and, you know, treat everyone with respect and, 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 uh, stuff like that and it was definitely one of those like who knows you kind of thing so i was wrestling full-time for tna wrestling at that point it, you know the company was doing really well we were on spike tv the numbers were doing well we we're wrestling you know three or four house shows a week we're doing monthly pay-per-views i'm on every television show i'm on every pay-per-view i'm on every house show so like i'm busy like really really busy i'm barely home i'm on the road more than i'm home and there was a, uh, a, a woman that worked for uh, Impact in, in the production side of things, setting up shots and blocking and, and uh, uh, where they're going to set up the cameras and helping lights and stuff. Anyways, she ended up marrying Tommaso Ciampa. Her name's Jess Whitney. Now it's uh, her name now is Jess Whitney. And uh, anyways, we became friends. She worked at TNA for a couple of years, then she quit and then she went into production full time. Fast forward, it's whatever year it is, 2010, 2011, she calls me out of the blue and she says, hey, a buddy of mine is casting for this fishing show and I read the thing and I think you'd be great for it. Would you be interested? And I didn't, I literally didn't think anything about it. I just said, yeah, that sounds fun. Cool. Right. I'll do a fishing show. 
So like a week later, the guy that in, like basically came up with the concept of the show and sold it to Discovery is on the phone with me. And he looked up all this stuff like uh, at the time in TNA, I'm doing like funny stuff. I'm in Hollywood, like trying to find Scott Bayo and <laughs> up D'Lo Brown in a convenience store because I think he's CeeLo Green. You know, like, just <laughs> all, of this, all of this super crazy stuff. And he looked up this a bunch of clips and he liked it. And he said, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, sure. So they're casting it. And at this time, I don't know anything about the process. He's calling me like every other day and saying, hey, you're still in it. You're still in it. Discovery's whittling it down. And, and I just had to say, look, man, like I'm busy, like wrestling full time. Like I'd love to do the show if you're interested, if they're interested. If not, no problems. You know, like, cool. No, no, no big deal. It's no, no skin off my back. I got a full time job already. So about a month goes by, I don't hear from him. And then he calls me and says, you got the job. So we're going to go shoot this sizzle reel, which is a small six or seven minute episode um, in Rhode Island, where we're going to do skishing, where it's this ex-Marine named Ed, and he basically, he does it at night. We did it during the day so we could see each other, but he basically, he gets in the water at, at uh, high tide, then the tide drags him out into the ocean, and he's holding on to a surf rod, and he fishes for striped bass while he's floating in the middle of the ocean. Wow. That's, that's what? what he does. Then he waits for the tide to turn and it brings him back to the beach and then he goes home. So he's a lunatic, uh, awesome guy, but that was the sizzle reel. So we shot that and they passed that around internally and then it got greenlit. Like literally it was like, it wasn't going to happen. And then two weeks later, 12 episodes had been approved and I was off shooting this show and it was, and it was wild. Like sharks from a paddleboard and caught a, 365 pound Goliath grouper by hand lining tore my You cut an alligator with a fishing rod. Yeah, I jumped on the back of an out 13 foot alligator, which was pretty wild. Uh, it's a real life dinosaur. It's uh, what an experience, man. It was really cool show. Went all over the place, met all these amazing people, did all this cool stuff. And the funniest thing about the whole thing is when they asked me if I was interested, I said yes. They didn't ask me if I knew how to fish. They didn't, ask, they, didn't even, they didn't even ask me if I knew how to swim. Like I'm doing like deep sea breath hold diving. Like where I'm holding my breath for two minutes at a time, trying to spear these fish in the bottom of the ocean. And, I mean, they were going to cast this other guy, this little uh, comedian from Brooklyn. And I was like, man, if you guys would have booked him, if you would end up went with him as the host, you would have killed that kid. You'd be dead. <laughs> But yeah, he's I mean, killing I, squid. It's a, I'm telling you, D, it is so up your alley. It's wild. unbelievable. Yeah. If you're a fishing guy at all, check it out. But I mean, I think what I liked oh, most yeah. about the show was it was just a good show. Like you didn't even have to like fishing. It was fun and funny. And I'm drinking beers and making fun of these guys. And once so episode, I saw show up in a speedo. And, speedo. <laughs> yeah. He was like, funny. Me and my boys watched it today. Like as many episodes as we couldn't. Like. Awesome. Hey, because one uh, one of them's real big time fisherman and no nah, they're just they and they know all about impact wrestling they know all about who you are and I'm like dude screw impact wrestling man this is legit stuff <laughs> Dimitri I'm telling you right now you go and you check it and you're gonna be locked and loaded and you'll 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 binge watch it and guarantee guarantee twenty uh, twenty six episodes I think it was that's it was a good show about thirty minutes long an hour long thirty minutes yep. 
I love. Well, I think no, about, it's, it's it's blocked for an hour, so it's a forty-one minute episode. I think it was. I love the diversity oh. or the fact that you get to you know show yourself to the to the world more, and it, it you know it, it it takes time to come out because you know when you record these things, they're like years behind, and you're like, do do you ever watch them and be like, oh man, I forgot I did that, or we forgot we shot that because that had to be, you know, twenty six episodes. That that that's no short chump change. Like, how long did it take yeah. to? To film all that, like you, so you uh, had so to it, take a break from was, wrestling. No, so it, what happened was is, it, and it's funny how it happened. So like we went into shooting them right away, and in television, which I found out, it's like it's like wait, 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 wait. Okay, we want twelve episodes tomorrow. So basically, like it would take us six or seven days to shoot an episode, and what would happen is we would shoot an episode and then on the days off, those guys would fly home and hang out with their families and, you know, change out the gear and do their laundry. I would fly to wrestling. So like okay. my days off, my days off were getting spent punched in the face by Samoa Joe, you know, like that was, <laughs> those, those were my days off from the fishing show. I, I was definitely burning it on both ends. Those are long days. Uh, you're all amped up. You can't sleep at night. And I was getting, you know, I'm in some Bodunk fishing village and, on the coast somewhere and I'm still wrestling on TV. So I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning and drive an hour to a gym to, to work out and then drive an hour back and shower and eat before I even meet these guys to, to do the show all day and like 16 hours in the sun and wrestling with 360 pound Goliath grouper and alligators and squid and every other thing. And I don't know anything about it. Like I, I didn't tell them at the time, but it's definitely out now. I hadn't had a fishing rod in my hand in almost 18 years before I started shooting. <laughs> gotcha. Did you? It, you know, it's a work ethic thing. I mean, that's you, an you, Eric you know, Young thing. That's an Eric Young leading by example. Now, I have to ask this now. In in all of your time of filming this show, was there ever a, oh my gosh, I think I messed up moment where you thought, oh, I bit off a little you more than I could shoot? Hand. Yeah, there, I mean, there were several times where... Uh, I mean, it was a very physical show and there was times where like I'd get home for like two or three days and I'd look at my wife and be like, man, I don't, I don't know how much longer I can do this. You mean like I'm, I'm burning it on both ends and I, I, I I'm definitely not a, a, a drug guy of any kind. I've always steered clear of that, but it was like, I was having trouble sleeping at all because you're amped up all day. So I had to like get ambient to sleep and like, you're up all night with these crazy fishing guys drinking beers and carrying on like lunatics. And then I'm flying to Texas to wrestle and jump off the cage and do all this other crazy stuff. So it definitely wore me down more mentally than anything, but um, I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. It was uh, a huge pivoting point in my professional career because it, it made me like a kind of like a, a real celebrity, not just a guy in wrestling. And right. it was a good timing with my contract at the time. And, uh, yeah, it, I mean, and just, the truth is, is like, I probably would have done their show for free because it was so fun. Like, just the crew was amazing. And like, I've experienced, like, I can go shot for shot with any fishing guy stories in the world. But like, I got, yeah. I got paid to stand at sportsman conventions in front of 4,000 guys. And I'm supposed to be like teaching seminars. And I'm like, I don't know anything about <laughs> fishing, but who wants to talk about the show? And I would just stand there and answer questions about the show for like two and a half hours. So, it, I mean, it, my my life was wild at that point. It was definitely wild, but it, it, it was it was an absolute blast and honor to do the show for sure. Wow! Can now, we- back back in two thousand nine, I was this is my last year in Washington. Our spring training was in Melbourne, Florida, 
And I had a buddy who knew some guys at TNA. So I would make frequent trips up there to TNA. And let me tell you, being there and being around the guys, and I was I was starstruck by seeing Sting and, and Kurt Angle and, and watching how the hierarchy and stuff goes. Mick Foley was there. And, of course, you was there kicking ass and taking names. Um Y'all are, it seemed like y'all are like teammates, just like in baseball yeah. and, and hockey. All of you guys, you know, rely on each other and things like that. Can you just um, explain a little bit more to the, the listeners that don't understand what team sports and working with each other mean? Yeah, I mean, I, like you guys in team sports is like, I mean, often you're around those people more than you're around your family. You know what I mean? And you, you, you know, I mean, there's definitely groups. You have people that you hang out with more and you're not always going to agree but there's always like kind of a like, there's a constant thread it's like your love of sport or your love of baseball or your love of hockey or your love of wrestling so that you always had that common ground and it, it's for us it's it, you know it's very interesting where like you're putting your life in each other's hands on a nightly basis you I mean like one wrong thing you're paralyzed or you know like a guy gets hurt for real and cuts years off his career so there's a there's this weird unspoken bond there um that really makes you close you know what I mean like i can say like the motor city machine guns from detroit like these are guys i saw every week for 12 years and then they left tna and i went to the wwe and we didn't see each other for almost seven or eight years. And then I saw them at Slammiversary and it's like, you pick right back up where you left off. Like yeah. you saw each other last week. And this is this weird bond, this weird brotherhood where like, you might not always see eye to eye and maybe you don't, you know, you're not going to go hang out with that guy and spend a weekend at his house, but there is always common ground there. And there's this weird uh, kind of very symbolic, beautiful brotherhood in all team sports and Even wrestling. Respecting. Yep. It is, it is individual, but the reality is, is we're together as a team trying to put on a show. You I mean, like one thing doesn't work with the, the other. Cards and shows are organized in a way to make everybody a part of it. And, and you know, everyone has a role. Like, you know, like Darren playing on the grind line. Like, yeah. okay, he wasn't paying 25 minutes, but I bet you if you ask Steve Eisenman or anyone that, on that team, those guys were just as big a part of that team as anybody. You know I mean, yeah. and that's the same in wrestling. Like the opening match sets the tone. The tag match is the breath of fresh air. The comedy aspect is is a, a moment for the fans to kind of relax. Like if it's just two guys beating each other over the head for three hours, it sucks. Yeah, you know. So it's it's the ultimate variety show, and there's always this weird camaraderie, this weird bond, this weird brotherhood that exists in all of it, which is a huge thing for me because i've played sports my whole life so well who, how about some of your like because what i love about wrestling is the storylines right so i don't have yep. to agree with it but if it makes sense for the storyline or how it plays out i love it um what are the you know some of the things um fuck it forgot my question I don't know. No, I know. I um, can't read just, your mind. <laughs> no, it was on the some of the things. Um, oh, that that your dance partners. That's what when you see guys wrestle, but you see we talk about. It, but who are some of the, like the guy where where you don't have to think? And you mentioned the grind line. So what made us yep. meet? What made me Draper and Malby so good is that we didn't have to think. Right, we yep. we just reacted. Is there wrestling guys? Because you've wrestled over the years, but you, you, you know you go into a match and you're just sort of like 
You said you're comfortable you, with your, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're comfortable. You, comfortable. you, know you don't that. have to call you it in the ring. You got hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it is the same as, as sports. It's like a chemistry, right? It's certain guys, you know, I've definitely been in the ring with guys that, that I respect and I think they're incredible, but for some reason we don't mesh, right. you know, it's the, the it, it, we're a step off or we're a step behind, or it feels that way. Often, uh, once you get to a certain level of skill, like people are watching, won't really notice it, but you're working way harder. Like Bobby Roode, for example, you know, glorious Bobby Roode, one of my best friends in the business. Like he could show up here right now and we could have a four star match without even talking. Like he's, he's so good and his footwork is so good and his timing is so good. And also it's, it's how you look at wrestling. Um, your belief, like, what what it is to have a good match and, and different people look at different thing and wrestling is diff, different in sport where it's it is art you I mean it's it's very subjective and what is good for one person might not be good for another and what so, one fan likes another fan doesn't like so eric like getting off um dmax question like does that still happen today and listen you're a veteran you've been around for a long time does that still happen today when you hop in the ring with someone and it, it happens it happens less because of experience. Like yeah. over time, you just figure out what it is that you do and what you do well, and you do those things. And yeah. whoever is on the other side, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're with guys that do this for a living too. So they're yeah. supposed to, and 90% of the time they do, they're on a skill level similar to mine. So it's like, the best I of the can, best. Yeah, it's you know I mean like there's you know in the world there's 250 jobs in pro wrestling and and you know wow. the guys that are on TV are the best of the best and there's yep. you know hundreds of thousands of guys you know what I mean like all over the world so definitely it definitely happens um, but through uh, experience you get better at covering it up or just gotcha. moving on kind of thing. Can I talk a little bit about your return back to Impact Wrestling, which I'm beyond thrilled. I'm yes, a fan. I'm a T- TNA original fan myself. Watching you come back and the way you're doing it. And a lot of times people say you can never go home again. Or you see a guy leave an organization and come back and it's still not the same. But it doesn't seem like that's the case with you. You come back and you're probably, like I said at the beginning of the show, hotter now than you were at your peak at TNA what do you yeah. think is the mathematical equation to breaking this down? Because, first of all, impact is defying the odds, which I think even in this time of COVID is probably maybe in terms of the hottest organization, number one, from news, from, from storylines, top to bottom, hiring people when other organizations are laying off. It's amazing. Yeah. It's for me, it, it's it literally it, it's a business, just like the WWE is a business, just like AEW is a business. Impact at this current juncture during a global pandemic is the only wrestling company that's moving forward. You know, like, uh, I would say the WWE is going backwards and AEW is holding back. Now, I don't have, you know, their financial records, but I can say that, like, from the buzz and just from perception is it's it's growing. Their numbers are going up. Their buy rates are going up. Their ad revenue is going up. Their social interactions are going up. That's professional growth for a TV company. So it's it's very cool to be part of that. And like you said, like sometimes you know you can't go home again. And I feel like part of that is true. 
But the reason why it, it seems more of a seamless transition is because it's a new company. I mean, it's it's new ownership. It's new management. It's, it's on a new television channel. And I, I'll say this, like, I think I'm going to be a big part of or I hope to be a big part of the growth going forward. But everybody that's worked there over the last four or five years, uh, whether they're still there or they were there for a short time and they left and now they're somewhere else is like, we all owe them a debt of gratitude, man. Like they're, Eric, uh-huh. they're doing these shows in front of nobody and, and not on television. It's at its lowest point and they brought it back from death. Like it's, it's an impressive, impressive thing. Impact is so much more entertaining than WWE right now. It's awesome. And now we just got to get, get it to the point to where you guys are getting what you deserve because mm-hmm. listen, I watched a little bit here and there, and Dimitri and Dennis got me into it. I will tell you right now, I will watch an Impact, whether it be pay-per-view or whatever it may be, way more than I will turn on um, a WWE. No, obviously, it's it's more you know nationally televised and that, but yep. Impact is going to top it. I hope it does, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be right yeah. there uh, riding the wave because it's that good. Yeah, it, it feels – it's really cool to be part of something like that. It's uh, – I mean, I, I would in sport, I would signal it to like being coming in as, as a young guy to a team that's not good. And maybe the first couple of years being on a team that's not great. And then it builds and you're, the pirates, you're, you know, you're, you're collecting that's free agents. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'll just it, call you Eiserman, cool bro. Thing. I'll just call you Eiserman, yeah. bro. That's yeah, it. You're I, the, I don't care. <laughs> no, I, but that's the, you know, the, and, and that's why to elaborate about what team, because what you said about being, uh, the ve- veteran having the experience. Well, it's it's almost like all of us sort of, you know, we've been through the war of attrition of life and he sort of figures, ah, okay, I'm going to do this a little different, figure out. I think I know it's not, I know what I want. I know what I absolutely don't want, right? And it's yes. sort of, yep. and it seems like that's, you have, it, we talk culture comes from the top. It seems like with the new ownership, like the direction that it's going and yep. you have so you know Rhino's a good buddy of mine, you know because he's great from guy. here. Yeah, great guy. But it, that and, you know, and that's the one thing is is when I asked him, I go, "Why are you you know why are you out there taking that 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 looked like that hurt?" And he said it did, but it's because of the team aspect and the people. And he says it can't beat it. It says it's it feels the way it's supposed to feel, and that's an attribute to you guys. But that's yeah. It, it feels the way. That's the perfect way to say it. It feels how it's supposed to. And that was missing for me. I mean, uh, the, being able to be creative and be part of something, whether it's a small part or a big part, like I, I've never asked or complained about anything. Like uh, that's why I've done a bunch of different things. Like I don't, whatever. I, I just want to be part of it. Uh, I think I'm most valuable right now in the role that I'm in. Uh, and I believe that, you know, I mean, I can be the guy that, that a company can lean on. But if I'm not that guy, then I'm going to help the guy that they choose to be that guy Absolutely. and to, to increase the viewership because there is no company. There is no me. I mean, the company has to do good for me to do good. Right. So it's and it's everybody's pulling the rope there. And like I've been saying this about over the, the interviews over the last couple of weeks is saying it's literally limitless potential. And that doesn't mean it's going to transpire. That doesn't mean that it's going to come to fruition. But that locker room and with the creative people that are in charge and just the passion that is oozing out of everybody there, the potential is limitless. That is, and it makes my skin like my yeah. goosebumps thinking I, about it. I'm I not, got, not we, kidding. We, it's, I got it's goosebumps wild. as a fan. No, he yeah, does. I just I do. touched on. <laughs> now, what, hey, you know, I, I want to know because you are sounding a lot like how we're sounding 
on that veteran side of the game where now you're mentoring a lot of the guys and yeah. and, and showing the ropes. And I can tell in your voice that you have, that's, that's your passion. Now, there was one person that I wanted to bring up that you was tag team champions with, knockout tag team champions with, uh, ODB. I had a chance to yeah. meet him when I was going down to, to Orlando and, and eating at the Ale House after the event and stuff. And I was like, man, she is cool crazy, man. Is, is, yeah. is she always like that? Always, yeah. She's uh, one of my favorite people on earth. Like, uh, obviously, we, uh, we're still married in television. So, like, we never, Congratulations. Been, we never divorced. <laughs> in the television world, we're definitely still married. Um, she's awesome, man. Very talented performer. Um, kind, just beautiful inside and out. And just one of the very, very special people that I've met. And just something about her, man. People are drawn to her and her her personality she's polarizing and, and it's a uh, very a very cool thing that we did i think it was a very early, like a very interesting thing at that point in wrestling where that that kind of storyline and that kind of humor and that kind of uh showmanship wasn't really part of wrestling and i feel like you know we were doing something that was very new at that point uh but i loved it man i, I think fans loved it and uh it was a very cool thing to get to hang out with that lunatic all day <laughs> let me ask you this because i know a lot of wrestlers and some their fandom of wrestling once they get in the business varies where does your fandom lie still for the business is it because a lot of guys once they get in they stop being a fan they stop watching and they just focus on themselves are you still kind of a student of the game do you still love the old stuff yeah, I, I, I definitely watch more old wrestling than I do new wrestling. But I can say uh, my run with the WWE, it, it, it almost extinguished that. I mean, to be honest, like, I didn't watch it at all. Like, I could wrestle on Raw and I wouldn't even watch it. So it was, mm. uh, that was a very weird time for me. Uh, I was saying this today to my wife. is like pro wrestling was the first thing that I loved. I mean, like before I loved a person other than my mother and my dad. Right. I mean, like that's, that's a given, but like the first thing that I chose to love was pro wrestling. And, uh, I've loved it since I was a little kid. And then like, you know, partway through high school is when I, I, I got the bug. I just, I got bit by it and I just, I couldn't consume enough of it. I read about it. I researched it. I traded tapes with people I didn't know in LA and Mexico and Japan and like, I just, I consumed it. Like I, I couldn't get enough. I, I woke up, I watched it. I thought about it all day. I went to sleep watching it, it, it every day. Every second of every day was wrestling. Uh, I can say that I definitely have lots of other interests now in life. I, I'm married. I, I got dogs. I, uh, I'm crazy into fantasy sports and podcasting and, and love your fantasy some, football uh, fantasy show. Hockey but. writing this year. Yeah, with the athletic, and uh, there's all kinds of things that I love to do, but wrestling is still my first love. I mean, like, uh, and the going back to TNA and being part of something like that has definitely lit that fire again. I'm watching wrestling every day. It's part of my ritual. I get up, I drink coffee, I watch wrestling, and then I work out. That's that's my day, and I usually watch it before I go to bed as well. So it's uh, old stuff that I haven't watched before or I mean, maybe I forget that I've watched, you know, the old memories, the old memories starting to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, it gets worse too. It, trust me, it gets a lot worse. <laughs> so hey, let me ask you a question real quick and talking about uh, kind of the D Mac and Dimitri's um, uh, 
to follow up on theirs is a guy like Chris Bay. That's my dude. I don't know if you like him, you don't like him, it doesn't yeah. matter as far as off. But so like when you hop in a ring with him, and obviously you're you're a, probably a huge mentor to him. Um, and he handled he was on the show and he handled himself so well. And I don't know if that's something yeah. like you know from whether you Tommy or whatever. But I mean, does that get you excited when you see? Because I know that when I when I was kind of at the end of my career, um, you know, Eric Hosmer, Mike Mustakis, th- those guys that were coming up in the Royals um, organization. It was so neat, so fun, so uh, um, I just gave me energy, energetic yeah. to, to, Bre- to breath of fresh air. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a, a total breath of fresh air. And to and then when I was done playing, and I was in the front office for the Royals for quite some time um, when they won the World Series, that watching these guys, it was so gratifying, rewarding, whatever you want to call it to me to watch these guys and listen. It's not like I needed. It. I want to say, Kendall. I knew that I helped them out at some point little things whether it be getting a guy over whatever it may be or just off the field or person whatever and it was so gratifying to me to watch these guys jump up and down and win a world series against the new york mets um and then 2015 it was so when you see these younger guys like chris bay come in do do you just instantly kind of like hey let's or i mean obviously they're going to gravitate to you and and when dimitri and myself broke in and probably dmac as well when we broke in it was like don't speak until you're spoken to, you know, you kind yeah. of keep your head in your locker, shut up type thing. And how was that in um, wrestling? But I, cause I, I just, by talking to you and the fact that you're Aquaman, um, I can honestly <laughs> probably tell you that you walk over and, and try, obviously you're going to, you're going to be nice, greet him, et cetera, et cetera. But okay. Jason. <laughs> here's why well, shut up Dennis. But here's like, this is how we go about our business. Yeah. Uh, I think that has always existed in wrestling because there is no replacement for experience. I mean, like you can, uh, I mean, even me, like 10 years ago, I, I thought, oh man, like there's no way I can be better than I am now. And then I think how much better I am at the art of wrestling now than I was 10 years ago, because you just learn as you experience things. Um, part of the excitement of being in impact is looking around Chris Bay, you know, uh, Rich Swan, who's, you know, he's been doing it for a while, but he's a younger guy. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'm trying to think Fulton, who I had a bit of experience with uh, in the other place. So, you know, like there's just, there's passion, there's hunger. And that is exciting. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a raw, raw guy where I'm going to stand up and have a speech and tell them how it's done. And back in the day we did this, (laughs) none of that kind of stuff. (laughs) They asked for my opinion then I'm going to give it to them, whether they want to hear it or not. I'm going uh, with pro wrestling. It's hard to do because it is subjective, right? Is it is a, a form of art where it's, it, it's what he believes is going to work. I might not agree with, but I'm going to tell him from my experience, like working in that five way with Trey and Ace Austin, like there was a bunch of things that I said during the day. I said, Hey, like in my opinion, maybe try this and then do this and cut that out. And they were, both of them were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's because they can't know what they don't know. Right. They're young. I mean, and when I, as soon as I say it, you can see the light bulb. It goes on and they're like, Oh yeah. So a lot of it is like, they're going to do all this stuff. And he tried to sleep with my mom as their storyline. And he (laughs) hates his guts. I'm going to attack him right away. And I was like, well, rather than just attacking him, why don't you chase him 
and you don't get your hands on them till later. And then when you get your hands on them later, it means something. You just start beating them up right away. When you get them later, it doesn't mean anything. And that all comes with experience and stuff. So it's, you know, teaching them things like that and, and, and helping to tighten the screws uh, there with, with some of the missteps and, and uh, you know, things that, that could be improved on and, and strengthened. Like that's a, a passion of mine. I want, I, I want everyone to have a career like mine. I mean, like I, I'm not rich by any means, but I have this amazingly beautiful life from pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and I want them to have that too. And the only way to do that is longevity. And the only way to have longevity is to be good and to change with how wrestling changes because wrestling changes constantly. Right now, wrestling is what it is. Tomorrow, it's going to be different and it changes every day. I know we got to wrap this up with you. You got a lot of things going on. You need to get your pump on, as the gym rat over here would say. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. So you got to do it twice for me, too. I just want to wrap this up (laughs) by asking you this one simple question. You're a Canadian guy. Are you a Red Wings fan or are you a Leafs fan? Because he said, I, he, he, said he grew up a it, Toronto fan, but but yeah. now now so so what's likes, what's up with the Nashville stuff? Okay, I gotta Dennis. ask, what's up with the Nashville stuff? Where's your fandom like? Come on now. So I grew up where where we grew up. I mean, and definitely in the era of me. Like I'm 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 40 years old. So it was like you were a Red Wings fan. Or you were a Leafs fan, and like you could sprinkle in. There were some Maple uh, Habs fans, some Boston fans, whatever. But most everybody where I grew up, it was one or the other. And I don't really know why, but I feel like I chose. Uh, Wendell Clark is my favorite hockey player of all well, time. That, that would that's, be why he he made me like the Maple Leafs. That's why. I like yeah, the that's Maple you know, I mean, like that's that's. I fell in love with how he played. I guess I liked his mustache. I don't know. Like that's that's what drew me to the Maple Leafs. So I be, I became a fan of theirs because of where I grew up. Fast forward to 2004. I live in Nashville. Like this is my home. I, I could live anywhere on earth, literally. Well, in North America, but I choose here. I love Nashville. I love the city. Uh, I do a bunch of stuff with the team every year. Know a bunch of the players. Know a bunch of the coaches. Um, that's my team by choice. I grew up having to choose Detroit or Toronto. <laughs> Toronto will always be a part of my fandom. The truth is, is I love the NHL. Like I've got 40 jerseys. I got 30, 30 different tank tops. So I don't have to wear jerseys in the summer. Cause I'm a sweater. Cause I'm a, a Canadian hot blood Canadian pig. But it like, <laughs> I just love hockey, man. I love all hockey. It's, it's probably outside of wrestling. It's my number one love. Well, sure. well, Eric, I, I will say this, and this will be the last thing I say is you're, <laughs> now that we're all older at DS. I promise. Um, what I've what I've figured out is um, the 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 team that you're going to be the fan for from now on is the one who covers the spread. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I like, well hold on before you. Oh, uh, I, hey, I, I, oh, I got to give him an open invite to. We're going to skate oh, yeah. if he ever brings his skates or when he comes when you show up in Detroit or whatever like that. We're going to get some ice, bro. And we're going to we're going to lay, awesome. lay it down old school style. But uh, I hey, I'm going to say thanks for. Uh, Joining us, we'll be paying attention, watching what you got, big things, and uh, look forward to finding a medium person one day. Dimitri? Yeah, Ben. I wanted to know, with the storyline going with Moose having the TNA belt and Eddie Edwards with the Impact belt, um, which belt are you going to be going for, relative? Well, he's not here, so I would say that Moose's belt isn't real. I mean, he just (laughs) – he didn't beat anybody. He just showed up. I think he – I think he bought it on the internet. Maybe he bought it from me. 
I thought I was going to be unemployed, so I sold my old world titles and Moose bought it from me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, yeah, yeah, Eddie Edwards is that's 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 my target. You I mean that's that's my goal. Um, it's always been my goal, and I feel like if it's not your goal and you're in wrestling, then you're in wrestling for the wrong reasons. So all the other stuff is all well and good, but if you don't want to be the guy, if you don't want to be the world champion, be the one that the company's leaning on the most, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. And I can tell you that's that's where the target's set. That's where we're heading, one way or the other. Well, Eric, thank you so much for stopping by thank and joining you. us. And hopefully we can have you on again way down the line when you have more time. I when you have it. that belt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank well, you. During COVID, I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically unemployed for months at a time. So I've got nothing but time on my hand, boys. This is Don't say that to them. Don't say that to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go downhill for you really quick. Yeah. Eric Young, <laughs> thank you for so much for stopping yeah. by with Wrestling with Sports. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate thank you, Relative. Thank you, boys. Thank wrestling. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young, sometimes Brett Boone, and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling with Sports on all major platforms, especially if you're a new listener. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends. We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29, Dimitri Young at D-A Meat Hook, D-A Duh Meat Hook, Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle, and myself, Undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us, and we keep doing it for you, so please... Please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So, on behalf of the guys, thank you once again. Wrestling With Sports. Here at Wrestling With Sports, want to thank you for listening, our fans. And by doing that, we are giving away free stuff, contest stuff, essentially. It may be from Twitter, Facebook, many different ways to win, email. And we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it. Do you want to win a Jason Kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice? Same with Dimitri Young. Do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game-used batting gloves from Jason Kindle? Brett Boone autograph. We are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow WrestlingWS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling with Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. 
and share any post you see. We, we're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. You win, and you get great content even if you're not selected. We're going to try to select as many people as we can. It's going to be random. It's going to be fun. And we promise you will enjoy us giving away random. Oh, Zoom meetings. We are giving away a ton of Zoom meetings with Jason, sometimes Brett, and Dimitri Young. If you have a young kid who's playing baseball, get a free lesson from MLB All-Stars. Maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them. Hey, now you can win a Zoom meeting. We're just giving stuff away to you, the fans. We got a brand new feed here and we want to make sure you help us grow it. So please... Tell your friends, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is word of mouth, and let us know you're telling them, and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways.